From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Tuesday, April 27th. The wind is picking up when I make my way to the Birthing Rock Petroglyph panel yesterday evening. Earlier in the day, I spoke to a representative from the Bureau of Land Management, the agency responsible for this area off King Creek Road. They told me, yes, the ancient site had been damaged over the weekend, and yes, there's currently an active investigation. Okay, so I'm here at the Birthing Rock panel, and it looks like the Bureau of Land Management put up some signs. The fresh signs are laminated and attached to the wooden fence that surrounds Birthing Rock. They're letting the public know the agency is aware of the damage and is currently working with professional conservators to repair it. Then underscored, bolded, it says, to prevent further damage, please do not attempt to clean or remove the graffiti. This is the second highly public vandalism of petroglyph panels on Moab's public lands that's happened in recent weeks. The first was a climber who bolted a new route through petroglyphs north of Arches National Park, and then claimed to not know any better once it was discovered. But this vandalism on Birthing Rock, it just seems like the person or people did know better, or at least knew exactly what they were doing. Okay, so there's some expletives here across these figures on the backside of the the rock. I guess I'm calling it the backside because it's a side facing away from the road. It looks like W-H-I-G-T. And then that looks crossed out. And then the word white. And then the word power. And... It's scrawled over these ancient petroglyphs. Oh my god. There are other words too, and an image I'm pretty sure I can't describe on the radio. We'll have pictures in our show notes on our website and podcast today. Just the fact that you would feel compelled to scrawl something across the petroglyphs is one thing, and then the audacity of scrawling the crude words that this person or people have, it just gives me chills down my spine. I'm at the panel for about 10 minutes before some other people show up. Hi guys. Hello. Hi, how are you? Two young people excited to check out this petroglyph panel their friend told them about. I tell them there's some recent vandalism the BLM says likely happened on Sunday. When they see it, they exclaim and then become silent. After a little bit, one named Miles gives an impression. Just coming out here, for the first time in Moab, Utah, it really did change my life. Just the natural beauty and everything. Mm-hmm. And to see that the indigenous people that lived here many, many years ago, it was like a sanctuary for them. And I can understand why there's just so much natural beauty here. And I, I don't understand why someone would do that. Yeah. It seems like it's probably young people, but it's hard to say. It dis- It's hard to see the images behind the graffiti because your eyes just get drawn to that. Mm-hmm. The, ridiculous images, the offensive statements. It's just a shame. That's Lois. She and her husband are visiting from Iowa and were excited to see this petroglyph panel. According to the BLM, the Birthing Rock panel is at least 1,000 years old. We chat about the increase in visitation to this area 
In some of their pamphlets, the BLM estimates they have at least 3 million visitors on nearby public lands every year. With so many visitors, there's more opportunity for damage. I don't know how you prevent it. Uh That's the sad thing. What else can you do? other than put it completely behind a huge fence and then it makes it even feel less accessible. And the beauty of it is you can, not that you would touch it, but you can get so close to it right now. Mm -hmm. Um, That's just a shame. And it's so beautiful, but it scares me that if this keeps happening, they're going to have to do something because imagine how this could be destroyed. I tell Lois that public lands agencies have focused on education wherever they can. But she responds with a question. How do you educate the entire country, the entire world? But you cannot educate your way out of that, Mm -hmm. I don't think. It seems like for the majority of visitors at this site, they get it. Like I said, this panel has been here for at least 1,000 years. Over about a half hour at the site, I watched and spoke to three different groups. Each one had the same reaction to the vandalism. Each group says, oh, that's messed up, or oh, that's effed up, or oh, why would they do this, or who did this, or I hope they catch whoever did this, and they understand. I mean, I think most most people who visit a site like this would understand, but someone breaking that social contract that we're going to protect special places, and it's someone who has made their own decision about what to do with special places to violate them. And it's violating everyone who holds places like this dear. That's that's my impression. With the particular words and image scrawled over petroglyphs at Birthing Rock, the BLM knows people might be tempted to try and remove the vandalism themselves. But the agency is asking the public not to do this, as they are working with professional conservators to repair the site and prevent further damage. It's anticipated that the BLM will release their official statement on the Birthing Rock vandalism later today. To report vandalism on public lands, you can call the local Moab field office at 435-259-2100. Communities across the West are reckoning with how to better prepare for extended wildfire seasons. Colorado Mountain College hosted a recent continuing education talk about fire, but with a unique perspective. It was less about why wildfires are worsening and more about the decisive actions communities can take to protect themselves from those fires. Kathleen Shannon with our partners at KDNK has this report. Kale Casey served as an information officer during the Grizzly Creek Fire last year, and he spoke about extreme fire during an April 15th CMC talk. After running through some familiar wildfire statistics showing increased numbers of fires burning more acres across bigger swaths of the country, Casey said fires will keep burning. They're meant to be on the landscape, but there aren't meant to be so many fuels in the paths of those fires. And he says people can't let fires surprise them. I didn't know it burned like this in Alaska. I didn't know it burned like this in Colorado. I didn't know it burned like this in the mountains. I didn't know it burned like this in the spring. I didn't know it burned like this in in the winter. Community preparedness means we can't have any more excuses about I didn't know. If we were alive in 2020 watching the news in the United States and breathing the air, we know everything can burn. Everywhere. The National Fire Protection Association is a global nonprofit that developed the term FireWise and a program with the same name. 
That program is a framework for communities to get organized and collaborate around preparing for wildfire. Casey used his own life as an example of being fire wise. He's in the middle of a large tree removal project on his rural Colorado property. I finally came to the conclusion that my house has no chance at survival without me taking decisive action. It's not okay anymore to look around here and say, well, I hope we get through this summer and I'll work on it next year. Casey says there aren't many building codes designed for protection from wildfire. But people building houses should consider installing metal decks, concrete siding, gravel landscaping, and other design elements that can't burn. These, along with thoughtful landscaping, could make firefighters more likely to protect a home, while a property with lots of fire fuel may be labeled a lost cause. You need to make it obvious that you have defensible space. And that's what firefighters want to see when they go to your property. They want to see you've taken that favorite 10 trees that you've loved and you've told stories about and your kids were raised under in the shade and rope swings and you cut them down to create defensible space. And Casey says insurance companies will appreciate the efforts too. For KDNK News, I'm Kathleen Shannon. That piece comes from our partners at KDNK in Colorado. And that's the news for Tuesday, April 27th. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.